0: Hi, welcome to Allies of Convenience, the international Warhammer 40,000 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ray, and this week we continue our tournament coverage with uh, coverage of the recent Winter Team Championships, which was held late last year. Uh, Mike Collins speaks to some of the players involved with that. We've got Chris Gent, Cole Jones, Lucas Deeprose, Neil Powell, Sohail Madadi and Tom Carr all in on the session. It's an exciting time right now. We're really gearing up into a new tournament season. We'll have LVO coverage leading up to LVO uh, coming out, hopefully in the next couple of days. We've got Caledonian Uprising coverage as the guys are recording as we speak, um, coverage of that with some of the the players that were involved there. So there's going to be a lot of tournament coverage for you. If you want to stay up to date with what's going on, please make sure you check us out on Facebook. It's just facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast. And if there's any questions, anything you want to ask us to cover, then we'd be happy to do so. Just leave a message on the Facebook wall and we'll get back to you and hopefully include it in a podcast in the future. Anyway, let's hand it over to Mike. I hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Allies of Convenience. I'm joined today by the members of the International Team London. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi, Mike. Hello. Who have we got here then, gents?
2: Uh, Colm.
1: Colin, uh, Neil, Neil Powell, Chris, Chris Gent is here, and, um, and
0: Sam,
1: Sam, Wolfstar, Sam, as everyone will know him, tearing the world apart with that thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, you guys, you went to the Winter Team Championship, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. yeah.
2: yeah. Awesome.
1: So, who is who is behind this? So this is your baby, uh, Cole, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So,
3: what happened was I. I I was trying to remember earlier on exactly what the first kind of um, inclination that I had that the thing was happening. But I I know quite a few guys, including yourself and uh, Bernard in Scotland and uh, through you, Owen in Ireland, and a few of the other ETC captains, Rob, who plays for England, and uh, Rob Maidley, and... um, I knew that the WTC was coming up, and I've been floating around the Scottish setup for a bit and seeing if I could maybe try out for that, and listening to all the Allies coverage about the uh, grown-up ETC. I knew this thing was coming up, and it was going to be a similar team format, and uh, we've all sort of discovered Team 40K this year, I think it's fair to say, and have been having an awesome time. Neil, part of our group, went to the ETC in the first instance as a merc for Scotland and is now kind of like, you know, up for trying out for the team. And everybody just seems to think it's the best thing going and we've been loving the team thing. So in the first instance, I was just looking to find out about mercing for a team or like if Scotland were sending a team, whether I could play. And um, I think you put me in contact with Ireland and they were thinking about going and then they decided not to. And then, Mike, you, you put me in touch with Juro, who was organizing, to see whether maybe he any of the teams that were going needed a Merck player. Mm. And at that point, he said, do you think you could put a Merck team together if we have an uneven number? And I was like, fuck yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> you know, quickly messaged around the guys. Wow. And we knew that we would, we'd, be, we'd be there or thereabouts and we'd find somebody. Because we all go to a lot of tournaments. We all know people who are mental addicted to 40k so that's what we did and uh, sure enough they did have an uneven number and decided to let us come and Juro said that we would be I was like what will we be called the Merck team and we was, he was like we've all decided you're going to be team London and so we were like great that sounds cool you know most of us are, live in London at that stage um Neil had thought he wasn't going to be able to come so we actually had someone else from Birmingham who was gonna come with us, but ultimately he dropped out and Neil ended up coming back in and then it was like
1: That wasn't well, Adam Ryland,
3: got... was it? Uh, <laughs> no it was not Adam Ryland. No. You mean there's, but...
1: there's more than what there's more than two players in Birmingham, I
3: doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's Adam, there's Gaz. Right, and uh, yeah, and then there's a bunch of uh, younger guys that are gonna be like beating you all up at the tournaments next year, aren't there? So <laughs>
1: <that's> <laughs> well, get in line, lads.
3: Yeah. yeah. So um yeah it was one of, uh, so um yeah it wound up it wound up that Neil could go and then it was like uh, we've got we've got um six lads from London and it's a six man event the WTC it's it's set up like the ETC but a little bit smaller and the idea is to have a second tournament like a junior tournament from the ETC and I think there are different ideas about how it might function but one idea was that countries could maybe bring you know, more than one team if they wanted, try out other teams. And yeah. I think the Merc team is certain. The idea of having more Merck teams is something that some of the captains at the ETC seem to be into the idea of. So oh. we were told we were told that, like, yeah. it, it might be that we could be a, a test case for that kind of thing, which was just maybe a way of getting us to behave.
1: It might Probably. be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We so, still brought Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Neil's a bit of a veteran now, you know. You've been to you've been to an ETC.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that, that kind of um, helped a little bit, knowing um, kind of what to expect, you know. Um, because we had, I think, we we the only thing we had done about a month or so before. Um, the WTC we we went and played a really small um just a four man um one day tournament like a team tournament in um, Cheltenham like me Sam Colm and uh, Lucas yeah. who is one of the one of the other guys in the team and um again we sort of like They were kind of using the etc type format, but it was all just like pure maelstrom. And we kind of figured out basically, you know, uh, we had a you know got a bit of practice at pairings and things like that. Mm. And um, I think what they did with this this WTC is they kind of used it like Cole was saying as a bit of like um, a testing ground. So they've they've sort of implemented what has been proposed as the sort of rules pack for next year, which is obviously know being voted on at the minute but they, they so we, we we played sort of like with the adjusted kind of rules pack mm. um and we are played you, you with the new
1: use one one army as well wasn't yeah
2: it? exactly yeah and they had initially um ruled that there would be no imperial knights at all um <laughs> but then they sort of that you know that got turned over um so uh they, you know we had to do a little bit of last minute kind of list tinkering and stuff um change quite a lot a few they
3: changed they changed yeah. that quite the last couple of weeks because first of all there were going to be no nights and then they said that you could have one night so then we switched around our lists with the switching in in players and decided that that chris would take war convocation because which he'd been doing he does done well at at the gt um but we had a list that was uh chris had a list that was drop pods uh flesh terrors allies and a Colexus and stuff and then um they, they changed their mind literally about a week before, less than a week before list submission, that they were gonna allow more knights, more than one night, if you took Imperial Knights. So then we changed that list again and wound up risk taking two two knights in his list. But um yeah, it was it was interesting because a, a lot of the ETC captains I said were like when I said, Oh, they're not they're only gonna allow one night per team but they are RLL Knights were like, oh, they'll change that the next. Mm. And sure enough, like...
1: They did, yeah. The vote <laughs> was terrible in the forum. You know, it's like, well, yeah, okay, if we're only allowing one Knight, then we've eliminated an entire Codex, but we're only allowed to use these Codex once, and <laughs> we're going to run out of Codexes pretty soon. Some poor chums are going to like Orcs and Sisters yeah. and Chaos Space Marines. You know, one, of,
2: one of the other things, I think probably the biggest change for me in terms of... Um, uh, you know, the way it all played out. It's like because at, in Prague at the ETC, I had literally nothing to do with the pairings at all. Because, first of all, it was the first time I'd ever been to anything like this. And, and second of all, I, I, I knew I was going to either be first defender or champion in every game. So it really didn't, there's no point me paying attention to it because I never really had the opportunity to to pick and you know who i who i wanted to to play or what list was good for me i was just mm. going to get what i what, get what i got um but this we used the new pairing system which is the you know the fantasy pairing system um How did that and go? That's, that's it was really re- well i mean cole and chris Great. to be fair were the ones that kind of you know like uh, took over and, and 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 handled the pairing process and again sort of like you know we we kind of um took a step back whilst they did that but what was cool was obviously being presented with the option of okay these are the two you're being preyed on by these two lists and then you're sort of I guess what you're doing is you're thinking okay what 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 can I play what's the best one for me to play or what is the best one for me to eliminate so that somebody else doesn't have to play it do you know what I mean so you get that kind of that cool choice I mean uh, I guess Chris and Chris and uh, Cole can go into it in, in better detail than I can because they were the it's brains those, behind it.
1: It's those little games inside the games inside the games. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah, really yeah it's cool. The yeah, it's it, The pairings
3: are awesome. The pairings, I think that new pairing system as well. We did it. I did. We did the one team event together, and I did one in Scotland as well. That was with the, the old ETC style, and we did one the one in Birmingham that you were at as well, Mike. Um yeah. There with Gaz, and that was that was awesome, but this new system is wicked because there's not that simple thing of they've got a sledgehammer they're going to prey on something with it you can mitigate and flush out other matchups and stuff and uh, yeah and and play games and everybody doesn't know everything about what what armies do what as well mm. you know which is exciting and we and to get
4: m- more importantly you create a really fun excel spreadsheet yeah
3: okay. <laughs> yeah Chris is uh, the master of Excel, and uh, <laughs> did a beautiful traffic light system, which I have open in front of me now. And I have to say, even after five rounds, I still don't know that I completely understand only, it.
1: Only a traffic light I, I, I... system. Only a, only three only three colours. No,
3: there's four colours on it.
1: Right? Oh, so four. How, how can <laughs> you do it with an odd number? God. There's four,
3: no, there's five colours. Wait a minute, five colours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your traffic lights must be very confusing. <laughs> I was yeah. I
4: was I was actually made to make it more simple than I wanted to in, originally. I was going to have it so that once you'd paired people up, it would then create a perfect pathway. Anyway, it was it was going to be beautiful, but it was just semi
3: beautiful.
1: The,
3: the, uh, the team Hispania, yeah, Hispania sheep was the most amazing thing though. They had what looked like molecular diagrams, like chemical molecular <laughs> diagrams. Which were regrettably in Spanish, so I have no idea what any of them meant, but they looked awesome. They were like really nice. complicated, well, like some lo- kind of
1: logic flow charts or something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: one one of those lads was talking about it briefly afterwards and he was saying that they've that they've developed it or one of them is developing an app which will basically create an algorithm for how you can actually match it and I was like fuck me I'm I'm not smart enough for this that's 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 what
1: we're doing already we've got Uh, got Simon we've got got Stu and Gaz we've got like some hardcore math nerds I think (laughs) at 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 that that point
3: what's interesting about whatever you do with that is human error just dictates it anyway because ultimately they still chose our slanesh demon circus list oh, yeah. with their Eldar list which was like fucking hilarious because <laughs> uh, it's like the hardest counter to scatter like Eldar there is really is that yeah.
1: yeah I'll play that yeah sure yeah, so, yeah so,
3: <laughs> you know you still have to have a human being has to input the shit into whatever the system is you know
1: that's it that's where it all comes that's why I don't really rate the idea as much I think as some of the other guys on Team Wales is and if it's all it, all that will rely on the data you put into the system, and if your data is flawed, then it's worthless. Yeah. So getting yeah. that kind of knowledge in some kind of algorithm is going to be pretty tricky and a, a very and, very time consuming. And
3: you know what we did is we got everybody to everybody to rate all their matchups. And what was interesting is the human side of all of that. Like everybody within the group had a different approach. Yeah. Like uh, I think. Lucas thought he could probably beat everybody by about 13 or, or you know, to 15 points. Sam thought he could 20 nil or get beaten by everything. He was just like, <laughs> don't put me against any of the stuff I played at the Allies tournament the week before.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: And uh, then Neil was basically, I'm going to lose every game by 8 to 12. <laughs> so then you, you kind of have to take over. Oh, i mean, a little bit sort of forced. <laughs> Stronger answers, and I think that the document was uh, a living document over the course of the weekend.
1: Oh, right. Isn't it a pain oh. in the ass just getting people to do, you know, to do like It was like, what are you on about? Why have you put this as a bad matchup? So I've got to be honest. So to turn, my, 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 my
2: matchups weren't great because, well, but I didn't put the matchups down as being too great because I, I'd only played Necrons. So basically tom was going to play our space marines and i and that's all i really play so you wanted to Cole, be
1: the hero neil we know no no know, no <laughs> <we> know, <laughs> no,
2: because i actually i would not having having played the, the tournament now i would you know i i would totally rank those matchups differently because i can see what the necron army does i know how to use it now do you know what i mean so it, it was it was one of those things i, I think i played about seven games um leading into it with with a variation of the list that we took and i kind of like i thought i've got a pretty decent idea how to play with this but i wasn't 100 percent sure and I, and I wasn't quite sure how much um because my maths is absolutely terrible um you know it's really poor so i can't do the whole sort of thing that you know like people like simon and chris can do where they sit there and be like oh well, i've got to kill this knight with these scarabs so i need you know 11 bases of scarabs and I mean my mind my brain just doesn't work that way I'm like oh there's a lot there's a lot of choice there that'll probably kill that <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. um, so... I,
1: I, I go with feelings as well mate yeah <laughs> yeah. The best way so... to play it. until you exactly. come up against someone who plays mathematically and then you're like ah, oh, don't tell yeah, yeah. me the odds <laughs> you're just Yeah.
2: Fun. <laughs> so yeah, so I I probably didn't didn't really appreciate how much abuse it can take than yeah. uh, you know i they talk you know, I think you guys were touching on it the other week. Instead of calling it a Death Star, it's just like a live star. You just can't fucking kill
1: any of it. Nah, it's and it's yeah, it's beautiful. It is good. So what lists did you end up taking as as Team London? So we've got um, obviously Chris went for um a Scutari list, obviously. Oh not Scutari yeah, list
4: a All, all convocation, yeah. But Instead of what most people are taking at 1850, which is the uh, war convocation with um, with uh, flesh chariots, pods, and a collexus, swapping oh. out all that crap and taking an ex- additional Night Crusader. Can't go
1: wrong with an extra knight, mate, can you?
4: Yeah.
1: No, that's, I've, I've seen a few of those double knight lists. There. They're good, especially with all the free upgrades. You'll see it at Cali again. Oh. Really? Oh. You can take war convocation to Cali? Uh,
4: Battleforged.
1: Oh, right. Oh, fuck. fuck. You, you
4: can you can take it to the normal one as the standard as well, but you uh, can't take two nights in standard.
1: <laughs> Isn't that free sauce anyway?
4: Uh, no, it counts as two because it counts as a super sauce or whatever,
1: which is how
4: <laughs> Callie's working it.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> you can take <laughs> it
4: the to chicken walkers, just like a unit you know, five chicken walkers instead of the extra
1: night. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that was uh, so that's one. So, Colm I know you had a um, a very li- a, a list you you rarely see at the ETC. Um, uh,
3: we I, I had Eldar, yeah. which is a, like a little known faction who um, are better than most people realise. They're quite good. They're quite shooty. Um, but I, t- I I took the um, the uh, inspired by hearing the, about the, uh, the swedish scorpion a
1: scorpion list, isn't it? It's like the, I, uh... <laughs> I took yeah, all sort of howling banshee spam, took, uh, or something. I took uh, all, pretty
3: much all warp spiders. I took 50 <laughs> warp spiders
1: and uh,
3: <laughs> 50 warp spiders and two units of uh, hawks. And uh, how interestingly we used the list differently to how we kind of maybe initially thought and we we put it forward quite a bit like not always first put forward in fact I think it was only first put forward once or maybe twice, but it was quite often like second put forward, or uh, in this uh, environment third put forward, because hmm. it's a very difficult list to beat convincingly. A lot harder to beat than scatter lasers
1: convincingly. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, a, it's a it's a crazy good team format list, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it was really good fun. I had a great weekend. <laughs> I bet you did did you yeah. feel bad at all you know it's like everyone just giving you these stink eyes like oh yeah oh, spiders well, and then you get well, to choose which one attacks you in, <laughs> and he's like don't choose me don't choose me
3: in the third round we came up against a knight player who had four knights and nobody really and Tau and I, I think everybody was like I don't want to play that and I was like well I'll play it and I got to play it they put it down and they picked me I can't remember I don't know why but anyway I was like delighted with that and um and it was it was brilliant fun just trolling the knights i didn't get a big win out of it, but I, but I won the game against four knights and i think we it was that thing the first round of shooting after the first turn hmm. and before most of them have arrived and they have that look on their face of i think i've rolled all my dice and nothing's died <laughs> yeah it's good it's good times yeah cool time.
1: how about how about you sam how what, what kind of wolf star did you take mate
5: um pretty regular to what we've seen at other three source events so you've got obviously your a four iron priest wolf guard battle leader um mm. but i was with the dark angels conclave this time first time using that yeah um proved to be a bit unreliable to be honest it wasn't my favorite thing yeah. um didn't no Roll, rolling what, powers what, on a two plus is a bit tricky is it <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing it let me down well no it's three plus it's not two plus there you go yeah.
3: It's oh, three man. plus and it you kinda yeah. yeah. likely with Tiggy, right? That's the...
5: Yeah, so it lit me down a few games, but then um I also had the standard Dark Angels with three bikes as and all that Malarkey. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Dark Angels conclave bit of a letdown. The plus one attack with Ezekiel, meh. Um but most of my games were average wins. They weren't big wins.
1: Um, no, it's it's very, it's very tricky, I think, to get a very big win at the ETC with a list. You bet. I bet you find that mate at a, at a singles event. You can you either win big or you'll lose big. Yeah. But at the ETC, people will just not engage you, and don't nah, don't mind it. don't mind not engaging you. Just sit at the back of the board and go. Well, okay, fine. Have the board. You're not totally me, chat. Cha. Exactly yeah. what happens.
5: So it's good learning learning experience. It was, yeah. You know, it's worth it. But I got one buy which was a bit annoying. Um, so one of the One of the players didn't show up, can't remember which team it was, so they got to pick one player um, in the opponent's team not to play, and that player got a 13-7 win, which was really annoying.
2: No, but the way that they did it was the cheekiest way, because basically what happens is you still do all of your pairings as normal, and then at the end, once all the pairings are done, all of the the seven matches have been sort of selected, they say, okay, that match there yeah we're going to we're going to give that we'll give that match up we're going to have lost that one and we'll um, and we'll lose it 13-7 and we didn't quite understand how that this, this was going to work we were told okay so basically one of your games is not going to play it's going to be a buy and you're going to get a, a win but we didn't we thought maybe one of their lists wouldn't get used or something we didn't quite know what that what the, how they were going to do this mm. so one of the lists that they put forward um was a, a, a like a, a really kind of weak guard list and we had Sam, and we had another guy called uh, Cyrus, an American lad, um, who was also using um, um, a, a Wolfstar. Because basically, what happened? One of the teams dropped out about a week before, a few days before the tournament, um, couldn't make it over from I don't know somewhere in Eastern Slovakia, Europe, Slovakia. Yeah. So they basically divide. They took one of the other teams, and they gave each one of each other team one of their, you know, one of their players mm. to so they keep the numbers even. So we ended up with double double Wolfstar. So we thought, okay, that's that's pretty sweet. So. For the, in a couple of rounds we tried praying on certain things with the double with both wolf stars so <laughs> no, you know to sort of force geez, their hand which flavor um, do you like yeah <laughs> and I think you know, with all, all due respect to Cyrus I think Sam's wolf star was probably a little bit more optimum than his he had gone for he dropped a couple of iron priests oh he dropped an iron priest so or he dropped something to go for a bit more shooting um Some more plasma talons and and whatnot, (laughs) and and obviously they wanted to get rid of Sam's list, so they put this shitty guard list down that we stuck both of the. the wolves down on, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll take we'll take yeah. Sam's list." And we were thinking, "That's that's not a good idea. That's even that's even more optimized to kick in your ass." And it's a guaranteed twenty nil for Sam that one. And yeah. then they turned around and said, "Like, oh, what we'll do is we'll actually just concede that game thirteen and It's like Are you motherfuckers!
1: You can't
2: you <laughs>
4: <didn't know that's>... <laughs> <laughs> give away the punchlines from the middle of the chat.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a, it's uh, an E C C technicality that, that you can choose any player can theoretically play. Any of the lists, you know, you can substitute any of your players, mm. or scenarios like when somebody's got bad bum disease. In, uh... <laughs>
2: I wish.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was that was what we were told, and yeah, that's what happened. Wow. We won that round, I think, by 107 points, so it was okay.
1: Oh, mm. You take that. So Neil, what did you take? Um, I took um, a
2: Necron. Um, uh, like what what the decurion so i had um like a standard kind of reclamation legion um i had a like a just a basic overlord with a with the veil of darkness um and then you know the um what are they uh, what are they called two, Necro- ten, two two units of yeah two units of, yeah. of necron warriors and the immortals and then i had three units of tomb blades three three man units of two yeah. blades two of them had the ignores cover um uh, they all had the shield veins even the plus one armor save and Two of them had the Ignor's Cover small blasts, like the, what, the particle beamers. Mm. And then one of them just had Gauss. Um, and then I had two Harvests with five races in each. And then I had a Judicator Battalion with uh, the little Stalker, the Triarch Stalker, and two units of eight Praetorians um, with the sort of shooty gun things, um, the strength 5 AP2 stuff. And that was that was it. Nice.
1: Very cool. Yeah. So, what about the other the other two lists? So obviously, there was a Wolf Star, and then the other one was
3: Tom Carter. Well, we had we had because because the Wolf Star was a Merc list. We had Tom. Tom took um, uh, Space Marines, and he took a Gladius with all drop pods, a mass drop pods spam list. So right. he had thirteen drop pods, objective secure drop pods, no. lots of minimum units, and he had an Allied Space Marine Detachment with a Centurion unit and his HQ had the hunter's eye that every single Space Marine list is going to have until you're yeah. not allowed to have that anymore because
2: yeah. it's just ridiculously stupid. <laughs> and uh, it cost yeah. like 20 points was or was 25
1: how, points? Already? Was that legal for this, was it? Because that must it have was, only yeah. just out. Yeah. They wanted to
3: allow Tau. They wanted to allow the new Tau and because <laughs> Kauron came out at the same time, they had that as their cut-off date which was literally like days before list submission and okay. um, we didn't you know we, we were like so we're gonna have to deal with tail lists and you know i had uh the, two of the rules disputes i had to deal with, <laughs> with my own players coming over to me saying can he really shoot everything on a two plus in his <laughs> whole army it's this unit on a two plus I and mean, it's so horrific i yeah. think versus stars you know oh and uh, even with the even with the kind of medium ruling that they made on the um on the buff mandor not working still just being able to use the marker lights on everything. That's is crazy. just ridiculously good. It is good. It's mad. So our, our sixth player from London was Lucas Deeprose who was playing, um, Slaneshi circus. And after the ETC, one of the things that I, I thought as like my armchair football manager kind of opinion on the whole thing was that it was a shame that nobody took flying circus. Cause I think it's great. The Slaneshi circus, not the Sinch one, so much anymore. Because yes. Slaneshi are so good against, you know, bikes of any sort, and particularly Eldar, that they they still have a, a really good role in a team event. And Lucas has played that list a lot. He's the guy who famously went to Cali and uh, slept in on the first game to give Blackie his bye, oh. to send him on his way to victory. Oh. But he then but he then came, I think, I, I want to say eleventh. He came quite high up. Despite having got a twenty nil in his first game, due to that, and do, do you know what?
2: You've got to actually give him some props here as well because we do rip him quite a lot. He um he actually beat Blackie twenty nil in that game, and he was about two models away from tabling him when they played their sort of like um, they makeover played- game. Yeah,
3: Blackie was like, "I'll give you a I'll give you a game anyway during the time," and he twenty nil Blackie, <laughs> you- because his list is just. I mean, Luke is a good player with that list and it's like incredibly hard counter to Eldar. It's really... I mean, he just absolutely smashed every Eldar player. He'd And he still wound up being the top demon player at Cali despite mm. having, you know, giving away that buy in the first game. So, and uh, yeah, he got to do that a couple of times this weekend with it. And so he had, he had the Fate Weaver and a Keeper of Secrets, three Slaneshi Princes fully tricked out, some nurglings and some Horrors and a Bastion with a Comms Relay. For null deployment, nice. and uh, he had a, he had a moment of glory against the Spanish elder player, and they just didn't they just did not see it coming. I looked around
2: and said, "How's the game coming?"
3: And he looked down, and there was a pile of jet bikes underneath the table. It was very beautiful.
2: <laughs> I was on I was on a table next to him in that game, and I got to overhear him explaining um, the you know the preferred <laughs> enemy thing, and he was like he's like uh, he, you know he did it in his in his sort of like, like slowest kind of a uh, in- English possible. he's like i have preferred enemy it's um re-roll uh, re-roll one like once to hit i'm bs uh, five so i hit on twos um i kill you on twos um if i roll a one i re-roll the one and this guy just <laughs> went it's like you just saw the penny drop and this guy was like fuck <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it's little perfectly english oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dream yeah beautiful
3: so yeah, so that was our team.
1: Very cool. So what was the um, what was the uh, the actual venue like in the, in that respect? Before we go into the games and how you did, what was the what was the venue like? How was it organised? Was it really, all going well? Really cool.
3: It was great. Dura was the organiser, and um, I think we was we were a little worried about the tables and the run up. I got sent some pictures beforehand, but he got some some rescue terrain late in the day, and actually the tables were really good, I think, and it was in a massive gaming convention, most of which was obviously what everybody thinks when you say you pay 40k and they go, is that a computer game? It was like full of uh, computer games, all the new computer games that are coming out. and we had like a uh, an end of one of the halls for nice. 40k and it was it was a good setup, I think. Um, they had some there was some issues with some of the rounds getting started on time. And, it, and with some of the rounds finishing a little sharper than had been initially expected, basically they had to shorten two of the rounds because by like twenty minutes because the place was closing early. But I, I would say generally it was well run. I don't know that the referees were as experienced as maybe they are at the big ETC, oh, but they, did, huh. but they, yeah, but they did a, a they did a, a good job, and it was played. All the games were played in a really good spirit, and I don't think we had. Any of the kind of issues that I have heard some people having with some of the teams at the um, yeah the daddy, the daddy etc. I think uh, everybody that we played had a really good attitude and were there to have fun. So I cool. think and that's fair. That's yeah,
2: absolutely right. yeah.
3: Totally.
1: Do to have a so should we go on to the gaming? So who did you play in your first round?
3: We played Croatia in our first round. Oh, the locals. And the locals, yeah, and um, they had a couple of lists that really frightened us, I think, when we were looking at them, partly because we didn't understand what they did. They had uh, one list that had three conclaves, yeah. three fan conclaves on bikes with the White Scars detachment, and, um, uh, yeah, with the, one of the new Cayenne detachments, I think it was one of the new White Scars detachments. And so that was a little bit like what what is he planning to do with all of those librarians that are all um manifesting on a two plus and we thought he was gonna be um it was all about summoning and buffing and doing different things with each conclave and then juro who took the 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 triple knight list before he had a different list that's um that's kind of cool with um, a big raven wing um uh, Blob and Cotiers and five librarians in, and it was with the um, the Dark Angels Conclave. Yeah. So they had a couple of Death Stars, and they had um, they had a four flyerant, um list, and they had a four night list, and they had an Eldar list that was um, Wraith Guard with the Webway Portal, and then lots of scatter lasers, some. Um, um, I
1: think uh, the word you're looking for
3: is D some yeah they, they had the D, they had some spiders and they had a wraith knight as well and then they had um, a Screamer star Fate Weaver, and Bellacore demon list and then they had they, they they drew the short straw in the Merc split up that we were talking about earlier <laughs> and went for the corn demon in list uh, that was suboptimal I would say but apart <laughs> Demon can list the rest. of Their lists were pretty tasty.
1: Netlisty. Yeah,
4: the the flying circus was being played by Liz Foster, who quite famously won Bay Area Open, a big tournament out in the US yeah. a couple of years ago. Oh, well, she was there yeah, for
1: this one as well,
2: was she? Yeah, you played her, right? At the ETC, Mike. Yeah, I do. Yeah, misguided versus you. Yeah, but she she was a uh, she was using her uh, demons, which is, I think uh, is her sort of preferred army. Yeah, and um, she's really cool, actually. She's got you know because it's obviously. Um,
1: mate, mate, she's gorgeous, is what she is.
2: Me. Yeah, she's really, <laughs> really, really nice. Um,
0: On this Saturday,
3: there was a cosplay event at the at the oh overall my turn.
0: God. She to
3: dress the Supergirl. I'll just mark that with you, Mike, and you oh. have yeah, a think about that.
1: There, there's something about tall, strong women.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, I tell
2: you what, they they probably only got one pairing perfect in that round, and they basically took. Liz and got her to play against Lucas. And Lucas um, is uh, a ladies' man, that's shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, okay, th- th- I mean, that's probably giving him too much props. He would like to think of himself as a as a ladies' nice. man for sure. Um, <laughs> he's he's a solid eight. eight. Yeah, he's a solid eight. <laughs> yeah, he's a solid eight. Yeah. <laughs> a solid eight. <laughs> um, then I think uh, he he probably found it somewhat distracted playing against her, to be honest. I can imagine. Although yeah. he claims he did. Yeah.
3: I said, "How did your game go?" He said, "I was really polite to her." <laughs> nice. <laughs> does,
1: this, does this smell like chloroform to you? That
3: kind of, that kind of polite. <laughs> yeah, but she, she was. She. I watched a bit of that game because my game finished fairly early, and uh, it was it was good game. It was a good game. Yeah, um,
1: she's, she is an excellent player as well. She's really good. Very good. She, the she knows the stuff Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's um, cool. So, so do how did you tell me roughly
3: how our other games went in that well, round?
1: What, what, what was, yeah, what was, your, what was your score? You know, let me know.
3: So, um, yeah, so we, we won the round. We won the round, I think, actually, by 87 points. Um, but we only realised... Uh, at the end of the following round that you only needed 76 points to win a round. So we gathered around Tom on the last table saying, you've got to get six points from this game with the round. <laughs> We'd already won the round by, like, four points. <laughs> like, you've got to drag every point out of this and everything. So there was a kind of... Uh, crimson tide sort of moment that turned Oops. out completely meaningless
1: yeah i suppose you have about uh, two extra games so obviously you're only playing six six players then you don't need as many points uh,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it well, tom was up against like four knights as well and he's like guys okay right i can i think i can get the six points like you know no. absolutely pulling it i was trying to play out of half to get these six points that we didn't need
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: there's uh, one Ill. point they
1: just come up to so you go what are you yeah. on about you've already won yeah. the round yeah. oh yeah. shit yeah.
2: He did, He got him though, didn't he? He got the points
1: we he needed. Did. So fair yeah, yeah, he did. He him.
2: He did it. Exactly,
1: yeah. So. Yeah, I, I was
4: watching him for a long period of time because my game was ridiculously short. So.
3: Yeah. It was,
4: uh, um. I did some naughty, naughty things.
3: Chris played Juro, the captain of Croatia, and um, I think he did. He concede or did you table him?
4: Well, uh, he conceded on turn three when he only had one model left. Um, tell him.
2: Tell him why though, Chris.
4: Um. Yeah. Well, he was playing this filthy, and I was really quite quite frightened by all these so he actually had seven psychers. He had all these librarians. He had an Inquisitor, he had Cotias, he had first turn uh, he won all the pre game roles, like table sides, where the objects were gonna go, first turn. He got to choose the table, so he had all this like impassable terrain and stuff where I'd have to split my knights up to go around it. He uh he scouted forward and then I I rolled to C's and I rolled a six. And I'm like, yeah, great. I've it. And he's like, no, no, re-roll that. I've got kotiaz So I, I gave him a little hug. And I said, do you want me to use a different dice? He goes, yeah, actually. Yeah, go on then. He, I go, do you want to pick your dice? <laughs> I go, he goes, I'll have that one. I rolled it. Another six. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I proceeded to um, throw everything into the star and stomp the shit out of it. Nice. And yeah, he had Kotyaz left at the end of turn two and a uh, flyer. And then I killed Cotiaz and he just had a flyer left, and he conceded.
1: <laughs> sounds, sounds beautiful, mate. That that poor bloke, he always gets... Uh...
4: Yeah, he was giving me the stink eye for the entire rest of the weekend. In he's a got, kind of a he's league, got a in great a
1: stink trotter. eye face, hasn't he, as well? <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know well, the Giro. I, he I can look, he can look really got, fucked off professionally, I
4: think. <laughs> I also got educated in the correct pronunciation of ETC.
1: ETC. <laughs> <laughs> It's the
2: s <laughs> what I thought was quite funny is we went out for dinner um on one one of the nights and um and Juro basically was like, uh, he goes, Team London, he goes, you're all very nice guys, except the little one with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he was like constantly just ripping on you after that when he goes, yeah,
4: but then, And then he adds me as a friend on Facebook. I mean, that's... Uh, uh,
3: I have to say, in all seriousness, Juro was an absolute gent to us while we were there. They took us out for dinner. He really looked after us. And, uh, you know, for like uh, the bunch of noobs on the scene, I think, he, you know, he's got a very dry sense of humour, which you could mistake for him being a gaping asshole, but actually,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: seriously, he's a really good guy. I
1: think <laughs> I think he's funny. He's, he's, he's yeah, as you say, very dry sense of humour. Yeah. yeah, I gave him a hug when I six
3: sixed on <laughs> Yeah, and he accepted the hug, right? He did, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, what more can you ask?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> very cool.
5: So for stomping out as i'm sorry <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that was kind of um that, that was round one and we were like oh my god we've been to international 40k event and we've won a round of 40k which was uh, you know not i think not what we expected really um
1: so who did you get to play in round two
3: so we had uh Either Hispania or Spain next.
1: It was Hispania.
3: Hispania next, yeah. Oh, here we go, yeah. Hispania. Oh, and this this was where I got my four nights. <laughs> uh, and um, they had uh, they had a triple harvest list. Most, basically, all the other Necron lists had three harvests, apart from one that had five harvests. I was the only there that had like other units in it, so yeah. <laughs> Neil felt special, which was nice. And they got they'd also gotten a bit of a short straw with their their um, uh, Merc player, and they had a, a Harlequin list, which <laughs> did have a Corpse Thief claw in it, but was still not the best. But the rest of their lists were pretty tasty, and they were like very good players. I would say both uh, both the Spanish teams were really good players, and they had a lot of players that had played at the ETC. Before they basically had the captains of both of the Spanish teams were ETC players, and they had about both of them had about two or three players that had played at the ETC for them. In fact, three or four players I would say, and then one or two players that was trying to break into the current setup. Yeah. So that so they had a three a three um, Centurion plus uh, plus Skyhammer, uh, three units of Centurions plus Skyhammers, Marine list, uh, Ravenwing Wolfstar with um, with uh which was a really cool list um
2: the sisters about
3: one yeah the sisters about one dude, That was...
4: dude that was spain this is Hispania. no that was Hispania.
3: no this is Hispania.
2: i've got Hispania open yeah, up yeah, here, yeah. yeah his this guy his his army was probably we, you know we, we, a, we, don't dude uh, well, did we
4: played third game
2: yeah well, who did we play second game then then it was Spain in the second game. Oh, yeah, we played Spain in game let's two. Let's talk about the, the Hispania round anyway.
3: Yeah, got...
1: let's, let's carry on. Yeah. So round three.
2: Yeah, this guy, he had, like, the, the most beautiful army I think I've ever seen um, on the table. It, it was, uh, Come on, you've it seen was, my he... army.
1: Come on, David. Well, you know what,
2: then? Even more probably, special than that. Yeah. No, no, it really was pretty immense. I mean, he's he's a, a Greek lad. Apparently plays for the Greek team normally, and he's moved to Spain now, and he's um he's going to be playing for Team Spain. And his whole army is uh, painted up to look like um, uh, like like uh, Spartan sort of stuff, ancient Greek, and it's all made to look like it's done with mar- like out of marble. Nice. It's just, I mean, like you boys you know, can testify how awesome this army was. It was just ridiculous. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he knew how to play it as well. It was so a really he, beautiful uh, army, and it was broken as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, basically what he had was he had the standard kind of like... Um, wolf-star blob. So he's got like I think he had four Iron Priests, each five. with two. Or, yeah, each with two or three uh, dogs. Um, he had a Rune Priest on a bike. He had um, uh, he had no Wolfguard battle leaders because instead he he had the Ravenwing um, command squad. I think he had five guys in there uh, with the uh, grenade launcher thing as well. He had a librarian, Dark Angels librarian on a bike. Um, five. Uh, this was a this was his. Um, Cad, because he had two units of scouts. Yeah. And then he had two dark shrouds, which he used really well, basically, just to sort of like um objective grab and sort of, you know, you know, be a bit of a dick with them. And he had um, a sister's of battle contingent. So he had uh, two priests and one of them had the litanies of faith. Obviously, you know, that means that both guys are, are getting, you know, getting to pick their war hymn each turn, auto passing yeah. it. Yeah, and he had um he had Celestine in there, and then he had five Battle Sisters. I think that was the he list. He so... had
5: asriel, I think. Oh, he had Azrael
2: in there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He had asriel in there as well. So, what what was uh what was smart is obviously he's he 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 did something a little bit you know um a little bit clever in terms of he started he split his blob to begin with um and this I I got to play him basically and. Um, it was a game I didn't really want to play against the list I didn't really want to play against but I did do something a bit cheeky um, the table that we got <laughs> the, the, the table that we got left with was um, had lots and lots of green kind of like spiky green like um, Necron crystal type things all over it all across the middle of it and when I saw that I was playing him I said to Cole basically I have to I have to I have to get this 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 uh, terrain ruled as impassable or I'm fucked um, <laughs> <laughs> so um I uh, just want to throw it
5: out there. The crystals are about two and a half, maximum three inches high. No, come on, uh,
2: come on. Get no, out. No, I'm going to no, say, no, 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 it. No, 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 the no,
3: no. So the no. captains got called over to the table and this, this poor bloke who was a good player was, uh, was on one side and Neil was on the other side. That was like, is this impassable? So the captains, the captain of, uh, Hispania was like, it's not impassable. And I'm like, well, can you balance a miniature on top of it? And, uh, the, the Spanish guy put a miniature on top of it. And then and then Neil put a miniature on a spiky bit but so felt So I was like, We
2: better call the referee over. Oh Neil. <laughs> ref- no, 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 to be fair, like no. He, he no, is no just to, like- to be fair, no, no, you're fair. fair, you you and Sam are both all star players, so Exactly. Not so any- so Sam, right? Sam knows right. this.
1: Sam knows this. Right. Nothing right. is ever, ever impassable to a all star player. You can literally be like twenty five foot high No, I walk up that mate. This, you was my,
2: this was my, uh, my favourite game of the weekend, and the guy I played against, I, yeah, he, was, he was an absolute like, diamond, a, a real nice bloke. And we basically were pretty frank with each other. I said, look, I've got to try and get this ruled impassable. It is modeled to look, I wasn't trying to, you know, it was a bit, it was a cheeky one, but it wasn't terrible because it, it, it physically looked impassable, <laughs> but you could see how it would be played as difficult uh, or oh. uh, and, and so I said, look, I've got to try and get this rule impassable. And he's like, yeah, and I can't let you get that ruled impassable. And I was like, yeah, fair do's. So we basically got the, the, the captains over. They both looked at it. Obviously, Cole backed me. His captain backed um, uh, him. And then we got a referee over and the referee just walked straight over and he goes, oh, yeah, that's impassable. So I was like, sweet. OK, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so that kind of changed the game um, and then basically through, uh, I, I, you know, through funneling funneling him through sort of like um, impassable terrain and then managing to sort of like um, trap um, uh, one model with uh, with some Tomb Blades out of combat, you know, like bubble wrap one model. Uh, basically meant that uh, he couldn't hit and run for the rest of the game. So I got him, I, I managed to keep him stuck um, for the whole game. So we, and, and it, it, he was very smart. He saw that what I was trying to do, and we had this sort of like little argument, not argument, like um, debate, where he was seeming to think that you could break consolidation um, after you yeah. hit and run. You didn't have to remain in. Um, in um coherency sorry um after you hit and run so you just then in your next movement phase have to move back into coherency so that would have obviously kind of fucked uh, me a little bit but I managed to again i got a ruling on that and it went in my favor um so i managed to hold him there for the whole yeah, game it's basically.
3: actually in the new etc pack it's been ruled that way apparently yeah it specifically says you can't break coherency and hit and
2: run yeah so it was quite sweet um because he, he 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 was I say he was a very very smart player and it was a horrible mission because it was um, it was the uh, it was the one where you generate more maelstrom, for, depending on how many um objectives you're holding yeah. and he had done quite well in his objective placement he managed to get more sort of bunched up in the middle um so you know, obviously, I tried to stop him doing that, but it kind of worked out that way. And, um, oh no he, way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, so I'm, just, I'm,
1: says, I'm literally, I'm literally. Sam just sent a picture to me of the of the things that were impassable. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You sir are a twat! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> every, every, I've never been oh my word! I think we should get the red. red, red. Impassable <laughs> no. pebbles. I mean, did you did you did you did you have to help the referee to the table? You know, like get his, make sure his dog didn't knock over any. Oh mate, I can or... see it.
2: That is that green stuff. is impossible. Come
1: on, <laughs> behave yourselves. <laughs> oh um, my god. Yeah.
2: So How many points did you get out of that game, Neil? Well, I mean, he I, I, I beat me 13-7, but um, he twenty-killed everyone else he played that weekend. So I you, felt really good about that. Yeah, uh, I bet
1: he did. You robbed this poor man. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. They got on really well afterwards. They he, so they they hung out. Did you say he was pot. Greek as well? Did you say he was he was Greek? Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. So basically, you robbed a Greek man. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on,
2: mate. I tell you, I'm going to put this picture on your allies when you when you when you, this podcast comes out. I'll put this picture on the Facebook page, and anybody who wants to call me a dick can call me a dick. I can oh, I can oh,
1: I can just see oh, oh. the I can see the look on your face, mate, as you're looking at the, at the table. It's like, <laughs> that is definitely the face of somebody who knows he's being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I I wear that look all the time. <laughs> basis <laughs> uh,
2: no, no we had a re- to be fair <laughs> I, I, we had a really good game, and even he said to me as well that was his favorite game of the weekend because we both played it you know there was a couple of things that, that could have got ruled either way, and we I think we both played the game really well and uh, in really good spirits
1: um <laughs> <laughs> really cool oh <laughs> <laughs> We did, we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got on really well, actually. They got really well, that's the, that's yeah. the ultimate thing. If you could if you could fuck someone over and get them to thank you for it, you're you're a very good player. <laughs> 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 that's the new benchmark. <laughs> <sighs>
3: no, very cool. So in that in that round, we actually managed to get a draw, and I think the seven points that Neil got in that game. By um, by judging that kryptonite bullshit <laughs> to <do at> be <laughs> <laughs> made the difference for us because that was a tight draw. And you're absolutely right. It was uh, Chris. It was round three. Round two was the one against Spain. So maybe we should. Does anyone want to talk about their games in that round? Other games in that round. I've already mentioned about the four knights. Was the guy who got confused about the spiders, and then worked out.
4: Yeah, in, in, in that one I played against Triple Harvest and uh, 18 stomps, no sixes.
3: Yay. Oh yeah,
4: you just... but, but But I still won, because the guy forgot to turbo boost some Tomb Blades.
5: That was nuts. His teammates did not forgive him for that.
3: Oh, and oh, this no. is the game where this is the game where we only got the, the, again, we came right down to the last minute. This was the one with the Eldar Who was playing the scatterbikes with a seer council spiders and a wraith knight? Had like a real mixed Eldar list uh, of all the good stuff. And um, uh, Tom again managed to get like he got like five points out of the game. But again, it was the last game, and they had the hard dice down. The guy punched the wall. That was a
1: good
3: game. Good Good. game. It was a good round. They were really good guys. Both the Spanish yeah. teams were super fucking cool guys actually, like really good uh fun and like all right. He he punched the wall and then he came over and was like uh it's not you it's not you to Tom and everything. It was just like so cuz he knew it was like
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: My game had a few comedy moments because my guy really it, it, his Spanish my Spanish is far worse than his English, but his English was pretty uh pretty tenuous. Um and when I was saying things like move through cover or, or that I'm I'm rolling my initiative. He would go to Neil's opponent and, and ask him the English, and then Neil's opponent, whose English was really good, would clearly get really cross with him in Spanish about the fact that he didn't understand something really simple <laughs> and, and yell at him in Spanish. They were very
1: passionate. <laughs> no, they were cool.
3: They were nice yeah. guys.
1: So what was the score against the Spanish team, then?
3: It's a dead draw, isn't it? Uh, no, that was the that was the one that we had. That against Hispania was the one where we had the bottom end of the draw, and we got the yeah. draw by like by one point, literally yeah. by one point, because they they'd been honest. The the perfect draw was against the other team that was in game two, which was Spain.
1: Confusingly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> the two, with the two Spanish teams, and they had um, I would say similar lists. Mm. They had a a five harvest list. Oh yeah, that's right. they had a tau list that was like that was uh, mega uh, broken with the the Hunter contingent and everything and uh lots of broadsides they had the ravenwing wolfstar white scars with the mixed gladius and stormwing and they had uh, a second gladius with razorbacks multi skyhammer they had a war convocation with drop pods and uh, I'm pretty sure they were the eldar that um that that um lucas got to play they were yeah yeah mm. i i played the gladius the second gladius in this with the multi melter skyhammer and got a a decent win out of the game uh, i think it was interesting that everybody took gladius and i think i would take back from the metas that gladius is a bit shit and you know,
1: I, yeah i don't think it kind of works in the etc missions really
3: no, a lot of people like we got we got heavily steered by because we were a bit unsure about what we were doing with our the best thing to do with our marines, and we had one list. and I think that probably as a captain thing, I would hold up my my head hand up about uh, one mistake that I made was kind of being steered towards a heavy drop pod gladius, Um steered towards yeah,
1: Ste- interesting. Uh, it's it's right. funny. But to be yeah. honest, I think I think the drop pod daddies is probably the best one out of them all. Yeah, I think it probably. I
3: think it probably. I think it might be. I think it's the hardest one to, to kill all of because it's a lot
2: easier to kill razorbacks and rhinos. Certainly, it's interesting though because pretty much every team that took a marine list, barring the uh, the Croatian team that had the the white scars bike list. Every uh, every other team did take a gladius of some description, didn't they? And, but they all you know, did and, shit. And they all did shit. Yeah, because I was talking to Bernard about it a couple, of, you know, about a week ago, talking about you know what sort of marine list we you know we, we'd be looking at for, for next year.
4: No, and, yeah, um, he yeah, actually did all right. He um he got two twenties, a sixteen, uh, and then a couple of losses. Oh, did he? Okay. Yes. You smashed him, didn't you? Yeah, he got his lowest points against me. But um really. I was just I was just building it up for my own glory. <laughs> oh, <right>.
3: okay. <laughs> well, Pierre's yeah. a very good player and maybe they got maybe they managed to get the match up rights for him, but I mean it, it didn't it didn't work against me, it no. didn't work against exactly. you. I what don't think, I think we got points against every gladius we played big
1: points against them all. Yeah, yeah. what I, what I think happens is is it's, it's it's trying to survive against the nasty lists that come after it, and it hasn't got the teeth to kill any lists that it wants to go after. So it's, th-
2: this is it. And, it and is the, it. Mar- the marine codex is so versatile. There is so, you know, especially now with all these new formations coming out from all the different books yeah. and stuff. There are so many things that you can do with it. I think you're wasted taking a t- yeah. taking a really defensive like this yeah. list. Yeah. Marines
3: are really killy. I just think. I just yeah. think. I think also the era of taking a spoiler list. I don't think it works so well now, and I certainly don't think it works as well in this format.
2: You know? yeah, definitely not. He,
4: well, Pierre was he, also he was also using his um, rhinos and razorbacks to tank, tank shock, shock kill things. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, that was really smart.
4: How, yeah. were, they,
1: how were they playing the tank shot? Because I know that uh, Frontline Gaming who just released a video about. I think they were playing uh, it like,
2: ab- like that. About they? tank
1: but, shock, which was like, what the fuck are you boys doing? <laughs> I think that's how Pierre was trying to play it. He didn't yeah. try it against
2: me
4: because he didn't have the opportunity, but
2: it's
3: hard to do it against two knights <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to shock my foot. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he did that all weekend. I think. Nice. He did that frontline gaming thing, and it was uh, it was allowed. So. He
2: was he was trying to he was explaining it to me outside, um, basically how he'd been using it over the weekend, and and he had pretty from the sounds, of it, he had pretty much been doing exactly, you know, the, the way that the video worked, the the frontline gaming video. I'd actually, yeah, it, it, I think he um I think he sort of like uh, had 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 worked a couple of times. He said he hadn't that much, but. I think a couple of times over the weekend he'd managed to, to get models removed off the table using tank shocking, which is really smart. Yeah,
1: you've got to be very you got well I th- I think you need a skimmer to do it well.
2: <laughs>
3: uh,
1: uh, Other than that it's um yeah, it can be pretty tricky. But depending on how it's ruled, there's a bit of a grey area in it, so Well,
4: they had a vote in America and they voted against it being working that way. Oh, you saved that
1: like it was a legitimate vote, didn't you?
3: No, I mean the ITC, the guys who put it out there. (laughs) They they, they do a lot of voting on what the rules of 40K should be, don't
1: they? Yeah. It's very sweet. sweet. I always remember Americans say, oh, people in England, they play a lot of comp. It's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) no. I I think, well, America now, it's all comp, isn't it? So you've got the uh, the Nova comp and now you've got the ITC comp. It's like you're not playing the same game as we are now. Yeah, and, and you score all of the Maelstrom at the bottom of turn. I know. Where'd you get that from? It's
3: insane. Yeah, that's stupid. It's really, dis- I mean, it's just daft. It's already so good going
2: second. Um, who played the five harvest list that they had? I quite liked that list. I, I played that one. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, I got a Necron off against the... That happened actually, that happened a couple of times over the weekend. Um it was interesting to see the way the Necron lists were used because we generally seem to use me as like a second or third defender. Um, And I normally got preyed on by one list that I really didn't want. So it was like Knights or Warcon, which is kind of unplayable for me. And then I'd always get preyed on by their Necron list or their um, Demon list, which is kind of strange because I ended up playing, I think I played Nids twice and I played uh, Necrons twice and then I played the Wolfstar. And um, the next one is, you know, it's kind of like a mirror match. I think he made a little bit of an error with his uh, with his um, five harvests because he was using that. He was starting a whole army together, moving it as, as like one big sort of like uh, wall, basically. But I don't think he appreciated how um how durable. the terrain was. <laughs>
0: and, and I think it'd be like how durable,
2: just like you know, five rate are Do you know what I mean? So, so I managed to engineer. We were kind of danced the manager a little bit, and I managed to engineer a way where I got the charge with two units of race into all five of his harvests, and I just held them there for the rest of the game, and then went off and I, with my twin blades, and because I never really shoot my twin blades to be honest, just use them to score maelstrom and um, and sort of like you know be a bit of a dick with them and zip yeah. around all over the place. Yeah, that's the best. And, I, way and, for them. and yeah, and I started um, what I had done is I basically Vanguard Strike and I'd started um, just the two units or just the two harvests and one unit of um, um, uh, what they fellas called the little uh, the other guys what they call coal? Praetorians Praetorian. on, on yeah, on the board and then um, and then put everything else in reserve. So, What's my well, army start-
1: called Colm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: as, as he started to come towards me, I tied him up in combat, brought everything else on the other side of the table. And then when he started bringing his other stuff that way, I had the Veil of Darkness to then jump back across the other side of the table again. So I was just a bit, just sort of kind of trolled him a little bit nice. around the board. But um, it That's was a, what- it was an interesting list. I just don't think he played it. Um, the right way. I think he he was too set in his mind that in every game he was going to play it the same way. Do you know what I mean? Which is like kind of walk it as a wall forward. Yeah. And I think that that basically you know kind of made it very easy.
3: He, really? he had he had I thought it was quite I thought it was quite a nice idea though he had five harvests each with min rates so he had five units of three rates or yeah. protocols so it's quite hard to stop them getting in because you can't if you oh yeah if you can't yeah. concentrate the firepower for a lot of armies it's quite overwhelming and and again I sort of felt like looking at it there was probably an
2: anti gladius list because you can yeah. just imagine what would happen well he was scarabing up like you know like like crazy you know yeah, you think was, about what that would do to the vehicles in the gladius you know the scarabs would just absolutely tear them apart
1: yeah. so should we go on to game four round four sorry
3: yes game four we played against um, Slovenia and that was the one where we had our little moment with uh, Sam getting kind of uh, his buy that wasn't a buy and getting his 13-7 off a 20-0 match up for him which was a bit of a bummer Um, I played against War Convocation in this and uh, they had um the fire-based support with the optimized rip tie, uh, optimized stealth cadre. That that tow list. I think Cyrus played that, did he?
4: No, no, I played that.
3: Oh, you played that one. Yes, you played. Yeah. He played the other tow, didn't he?
4: Yeah. Oh, that was that was fairly. I won that on deployment, and it was rolling dice after that.
3: Yeah, I don't know why he had all those stealth suits, but yeah. It's
4: it's it's the it's the the formation where you get to hit things in the ass. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's, it was. It was. To be fair, that was the best. The best bit of the whole thing. But he cast- <laughs> We're
1: hitting people in the arse. Oh, yeah. sorry. sorry. There was your whole, Yeah. yeah I've been trying to hold on to this snigger for so long. <laughs> so many, uh, so many times.
4: Right. He, he castled up all of his every, all of his uh, broadsides and riptides. He had. He had deployment at first turn in one corner. So I just and there was a big, huge ruin thing in the middle. And he just had pathfinders for Markalites, so I deployed the other side of the table, and it was Vanguard, other side of the corner. Um, blasted all the pathfinders to to crap from from range. Moved in, self shrouded into the middle of this ruin, and then rolled gravity units on from the board edge, and it was it was a massacre. It was. He
2: had one hall point on a hammerhead. He'd hidden behind a building by the end of it. Nice. To be fair, I think that whole round against Slovenia was a bit of a mismatch, really. I mean, they, they, no disrespect to those boys, but they weren't quite as sharp as any of the other teams, I don't think. No. Um, and they got their parents pretty badly. Well, you, you and you and Chris got the parents bang on right. Yeah, didn't you? we actually got so,
3: confused yeah. near the end because we were like, "Are they doing something super smart that we don't realise <laughs> <laughs> is Going so well, it can't be going this well. Um,
1: yeah what do they know that we don't know
3: yeah it was funny their war convocation player who um, he was a really nice guy but he was kind of like he was playing war convocation and I was playing spiders and it wasn't a very fast game but in fairness to I know I've had like at uh, the Allies, I played tournament the weekend before. I played my army literally for the first time properly, and I, I struggled to get to the end of any games at that event. And so I pushed really hard. Despite being captain and having to go to other tables a lot, I got to the end of turn five at least in every game, and usually they resolve naturally. But this guy felt that the game was going slowly, and he kept, like, hassling and pushing me up until about turn four <laughs> when he realized that, like... He had very few models left.
1: Uh, yeah, slow down, slow
3: down. <laughs> <laughs> it's going the other way. But um, yeah, so he kind of pushed me into 20 in which was...
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: which is brilliant.
3: Great, yeah, it was good. But he was actually a really nice guy, and I think, he was, I think a lot of people with Warcom vocation, like Chris has a brilliant mind uh, for playing Warcom because he carries a lot of detail in his head. And the thing is, it's a very powerful army if you use it properly and you use the correct rules at the correct time because it's all about what you do each turn you know you have a set of buffs or two, multiple sets of buffs and uh, and debuffs that you can yeah. use each turn and being clever about when you're defensive and when you're offensive with the arm.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think most people try and use it as a shooty list whereas I actually <laughs> use it more as a close combat list
3: yeah you um, actually had a good chat with that guy in the restaurant didn't you and gave him some yeah. letters on it
4: yeah, yeah. I think I think there's um, there's some of the the toughness debuffs and strength buffs that you can do, especially if you can do you do what I'm throwing into it for Cali, which is throwing uh, an Inquisitor with rad grenades into one of my units as well. You can uh, you can get those rustalkers infiltrates up to strength nine, You're debuffing units to instant kill dogs. Um, you can you can do some really really fun combat stuff with it if you uh, if you apply yourself.
3: Mm. Horrible. Unfortunately, that bloke didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no.
3: Um, yeah.
1: So how do? So, so any any other games that you would like to go through for against Livinia? Uh,
2: who did you play, Sam? Sam. Uh, <laughs> <a fan>. uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: dicks.
3: Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. I
1: know yeah. that. I can't stop picking that scar. Can we? I know that. that, scab, <laughs> I,
3: know that Lu- I think Lucas played the Screamer Star and Triple Flyer list in that round. Oh yeah, hmm. um, and did and did well against it. I think basically, I don't think any of us lost
4: in that round.
3: No, uh, it was
4: a did, 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 did Cyrus win? Oh
3: no, uh, Cyrus no, Cyrus lost. played the Eldar, didn't he? That's right. <laughs> but the, but everybody that was from like, Cyrus did a, Did a good, did his best against the Eldar with the D batteries and the the Wraith Guard but i mean we won the round 107 so i think that was our only our only loss
1: nice
3: yeah which put us in a position where we were playing france in the last round Ooh. basically the way it worked was if we beat france um we'd win the whole thing if um france beat us they would win the whole thing uh, and if it was uh uh if it was a draw france would win and we would get second uh, unfortunately, th- for the first time of the weekend, I think it's fair to say that we have met a bunch of players who probably overall were a bit better than us.
2: Uh, yeah, I smashed mine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah,
2: no, I, I would say to to be perfectly honest, the the the, the French team and the Hispania team were the that I thought across the board the two. Um, Closest teams in terms of like, um, you know, as as being our biggest rivals for being the strongest sort of players there. Um, I think that, you know, the the guy I played against for Hispania was probably the best player I played that weekend, but the French guy was very, very, very good player as well. The French were as
3: well. Yeah. Yeah. They they, were were very very strong anyway. Maybe they weren't better, but they definitely beat us. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Only by one point though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was do it was do close. do go into it then, because uh, I know the French always take some lists that are like they look a bit wonky, but they're played very well.
2: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I played the um, their, their Necron player again, and um, he had uh, he just had the basic three harvest list, so really, really simple, what you'd expect, like eighteen wraiths, basically three six-man wraith units, and. Uh, he, to be fair, what I would say to, you know, to sort of back up Cole there, uh, I, I won the game. I managed to beat him, but he was a better Necron player than I am um, because the way that he was sort of like, um, um, kind of he saw all of my tricks coming. Um, so, you know, again, sort of the way that I was deploying, the way that I was trying to, um, to basically uh, bait him into going into a corner, leaving some stuff to come in reserve. He blocked off using his Tomb Blades. He blocked off my board. Uh, half of my board edge so that he forced me to bring my reserves in back into the castle that I'd kind of created for myself. Uh, we had a very, very sort of like uh, tricksy game trying to trick each other into making um, assault moves and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, I you know, I did sort of do a couple of smart things. Like I managed to... Um, bubble wrap an objective which I know he was trying to he was get he wanted to get into a combat where he could then consolidate into contesting one of my objectives. So you know I sort of managed to bubble wrap it with some scarabs so that he could never contest within an inch of my model, so never getting within sort of three inches of the of the objective obviously. So did manage to do some smart things myself, but he was um he was really, really good. He knew exactly what he was doing. And he made unfortunately he made two mistakes in the game, which one was he gave me bottom of turn. He he, he won the roll off and I don't know why he gave me bottom my turn. I think he maybe thought that You know, he could sort of get off to a lead on the Maelstrom because it was the one where you start with six and you go down to five, four, three, two, you know, that one. Yeah. Um, But I don't know why he did that. That was a mistake. And then he forgot the whole way through when people were saying, you know, what are you going to get out of the game? I said, it's basically going to be eight to 12 either way. I mean, I'll either get eight or I'll get and he'll get 12 or, or vice versa or some sort of like margin like that um but he made a mistake at the end he forgot to bubble wrap one objective um he bubble wrapped all the others and i had um it was the one it was the scouring i think and i basically um managed to get some fast attack i used some stuff to kill some of his like scarabs and raids to get some fast attack points got a few maelstroms and then contested an objective and the game ended on a roll of a one so it didn't go into turn of six and it basically meant i nicked a thirteen seven off of him so oh, wow. um yeah, it was nice but um yeah, you know, I, I think he showed me a lot of stuff in that game. Um, you know, a lot of nice little ways game, of gaming manipulating wise? the army. Yeah, 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 gaming wise, yeah, yeah. He show me, showed me something else later, but uh, I think that's because he wanted me. He's trying to get me to hook him up with Lucas. I think because Lucas ah. is a solid eight. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good game. That's no, good it game.
1: sounds it cool. Yeah. How about you, Colm? Well. Uh, I played. This uh, doesn't sound a... very good, by the way. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't. Just uh, going to get my excuse it, out ready. It, 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 <sighs>
3: in the spirit of not keeping anything dramatic at all, as I've managed to do throughout, uh, I lost this game. It was the only loss I had for the weekend, which was a bummer. Um, but I made a big decision, basically in the second turn. I was playing against demons, and their demon player had what seems like not a brilliant list on paper. They had. Um, quite a mixed demon list, they had a big dog unit with a herald in it they had a screamer star bellacore, fate weaver horrors um, and that was most of the list and I kind of felt like, oh dog stars aren't where it's at anymore, I've got quite a lot of shooting, I should probably be okay here and I should probably like get a win out of this but I realised from about um, turn two, I knew that a couple of our games were going very badly and that it was looking like, you know, uh, if there was an opportunity, I felt like if there was an opportunity to push in the game, I would probably need to do that. Yeah. I rolled perfect timing on my Farseer in the psychic, uh, in, in kind of generating psychic powers at the start of the game. <coughs> and I was like, okay, so I, I thought that's good because I know that like with a list with Court is going to rely on Shrouding and, Jinking screamers and there was a lot of ruins on the board so i thought that's that could that could be useful and basically sec sort of the bo- uh, the third turn um uh, he had bellicor in the middle of the board buffing everything around it. and my bikes came on i didn't have any choice with the autark they were de- they were on on so i felt like I've got to put my, my everything on the table here <laughs> and uh, kill Bellacore And if I kill Bellacore like I'll win the game. And if I don't kill Bellacore I'll probably lose the game. And it was kind of a it was a it was a big call. And I knew I had perfect timing, so he only was on a three up. Uh, he, had, he had cursed Earth off, so he was on a three up, invulnerable. Um, and uh, he managed to to um, to make enough saves with the bike unit. They had one wound left on Bellacor after that bike unit shot at Bellacor. I still had two other bike units left to shoot, shot everything into Bellacor Two up like a boss made like, I think he made, I want to say like 18, two up saves Bellacor didn't die. And I lost the game 15, five. And that's kind of the long and short of it. Uh, I could go into details beyond that in the game, but there was nothing else really happened because it just meant that he was able to buff the rest of his army and I couldn't kill enough stuff before the end of the game. Yeah, I could win you know, ultimately I won the um the eternal war easy enough, but it had so much board control because I couldn't get at him and he would got a bit ahead on kill points. And it was the scouring and I've had a lot of spiders. Yeah. That's, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, that'd be a big one, wouldn't it really?
3: Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a bummer to lose the only game that, uh, of the weekend that I lost, and also I felt a bit shit because I knew that my push probably took us what well did take us out of getting a draw in the round, but we wouldn't have won with a draw anyway. So I kind of uh, I, I felt like it was that, at that sort of stage, and I'd said it to like one or two the other players in the team. If you've got an opportunity to push, you've got to push because if we'd won it, it would have been beautiful. Exactly. so we didn't we didn't we, yeah so uh, do any other rest of you want to have a chat maybe about your games? Sam you haven't said about your game
2: uh, I. you were you were playing I've the fighter the pilot right
5: I was playing the the captain and the slash fighter pilot smartest bas- French bastard in the world unbelievable he was one of the best players I've ever played like three or four steps ahead of me every single turn um, he's style was very different Mike you'd be quite interested actually um, he ran three... No, two wolf lords, fully kitted out. Um, no Iron Priest whatsoever. Um, a Rune Priest on, on Bikos. Really weird. Uh, Dark Angels, um, Conclave, and Azrael. Hmm. Oh, and Samael and a, a whole bunch of Ravenwing bikers and Dark Shrouds. So no Iron Priest whatsoever. Um, it was very survivable because he was tanking on the wolf lords but we had a very difficult turn one and uh, we had to call colm over here i was like colm you've got to somehow sway this in my that favor
3: was deep. that was deep
5: <laughs> that was the game basically first of all turn one took just under just under two hours combined
1: really?
5: yeah um because what happens in
1: got... the wolf players list for the first turn
5: <laughs> exactly and nothing did happen so i scouted forward he scouted forward um he branched off samael with one wolf lord um and made him invis and charged my entire blob. I was like, cool. And then in his... Or prior to that, in his shooting phase, he managed to lock me in with a model on the left, far left-hand side, about 18 inches away, yeah. and a separate Psyker behind my blob on the right-hand side, meaning I couldn't hit and run. And he yeah. locked me in with Samael and the, um, his Wolf Lord. Now, the argument was, was I over an inch away from an unengaged model? Now, it looked like I was, but... After an hour and a half of debating and three different refs and captains, apparently I wasn't. One ref that I wasn't, and then the last ref we asked, we agreed, whatever he says, we'll take it. Um, And he said no. So he managed to lock me in with two models, which was really clever of him, and then attacked me on the far right-hand side where only one or two models can only hit an invisible unit, and then kept me locked in combat for two turns. Quite annoying while he started gathering up maelstrom points, but I finished the game. I think it was an 11-9 win to me. Um, but he played quite passive; very smart player.
3: Yeah, he was a, he was a good player, wasn't he? That looked so tight that game. There's
1: so many uh, so many times where I see people get locked in, um, and it, it doesn't it doesn't sound right to me. What, yeah. on earth is, what on earth is going on in someone's background? Is that Neil? Is that Neil? Is that, is that your cat uh, again? Cat,
2: yeah. it actually was my cat.
3: Gone what memory. is
1: he doing? Body slamming. The, yeah. the,
3: the issue with the hit and run in that game was so tenuous. It wasn't that he was moving his model to finish within an inch. It was like if he goes in the direction that he needs to go into hit and run, does one of his models pass within an inch of another model? That was it. And in in fairness, I think I think you, probably your model maybe I mean I didn't I said I can't tell. We should get a referee over, but I think maybe your model went within a millimeter of being you know was was a millimeter inside the inch with Not a in here. But I know, man. But like, but that's you know, it, ah. it seemed mental. It seemed mental that the whole blob could be held by that one little. Yeah,
1: you've got you've got to like surround a wolf star to do that to it. Uh, he did it well apparently he did with two models so
3: uh
5: hands down to him
3: the shape the shape of the star uh the shape of the star though was that the thing was that this model wasn't engaged in the combat and the direction that he needed to go to get fully away from both of them meant that like part of his star was going to move one model it was literally one dog was maybe yeah, well, was maybe going to move so that it went within an inch of this other mod multi- uh,
1: I think I think I know where Sam might have went wrong in that game then Is that where uh, here Sam <laughs> uh, Yeah uh, did, you, did you did you did you keep spread out 2 inches Yeah I did Yeah you see well, you yeah. got you got to know when to bunch up
5: <laughs> Yeah we spoke about that after the game Yeah
1: yeah yeah it's very it makes it very difficult and obviously if someone tries to troll you out with a uh, a little, um, like you know, just trying to pick on one side of it. It's still fucking deadly because the amount of size you've got. If you can get like mm. one Ravenwing bike into sort of into anyone, you can get pretty much half Wolfstar fighting through him because they're just uh, such long bases. But yeah, it's just it's. Very um, They're very, very they're, they're, no, very, no. they're very, very, very canny, and they, as you say, they know their stuff.
3: Yeah, they they played tight, man. The guy I played. I felt like I had the best like, I felt like he played the demon list as well as Black, Blackie plays his demons, which is like the highest compliment I think I could play to anyone. Like, I don't, it, it was he was just really on it about everything he did, do you know? Yeah. yeah and we yeah, both yeah. knew it when that round happened as well. I remember us both having the conversation. He was like, yeah, if you kill Bellacor, you win. If you don't, I win as well.
1: Yeah. It's very difficult. If you can't if, if you like if i say if you're if you're being surprised at any point during an etc game you've probably lost the game <laughs> yeah that's you know yeah. if, if if you can see it i mean sometimes you'll be sat there for ages thinking what have i missed what have i missed i'm I'm walking into a massive trap
0: <laughs> it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be horrible but you know, yeah then sometimes there isn't a trap and you've just wasted like an hour but yeah it's it's very very tricky
3: uh who played yeah, their think, tau they they were the only tau list that had a storm surge there weren't they that
1: was, that was
3: tom that was tom did he get any points out of that
4: yeah he he did but he, he the thing he particularly um, thought they did really clever in that game and i remember he was telling me after afterwards the guy did this thing with the crew where he did these whole s shapes kind of like multiple layers of like uh, infinity symbols so there was little circles uh, throughout the the layered bubble wrap, which Tom was never going to assault. But what happened was when Tom was um, deep strike mishapping, the guy was, um, was was his plan was, but it never actually happened. He told Tom after he rolled a couple of mishaps and things went into ongoing reserve. What he was intending to do was put them in the middle of these these circles, <laughs> so the guys would auto die. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's it.
2: very clever that's deep (laughs) 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 do do you know what i've just yeah yeah, the thing that that, that really i was was gonna say the thing that really cost us in that round was just really bad luck so so the the lad cyrus played against um uh, a night list and he basically we'd sort of said to him you know just 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 try and sort of get what you can out of it and um you guys can you hear me yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and I think um, and I think he um, he, he's, he played it really conservatively, but then he managed to sort of like uh, split off one of the knights and, and sort of bring his kind of wolf star around to one side. Um, uh, sort of chipped off a few whole points in in um, shooting, went in kind of whiffed in combat, but left it with one whole point left, and then it rolled uh, three stomps, three sixes, and took his blob off the board. Huh. And, that, and then it's basically then he you know he, he was he was going to get nothing in the game after that. Ultimately, I think had three he had sixes. he. But, yeah, three oh. three takes three
1: sixes. It takes a
3: special yeah. player, Sam. doesn't yeah. it, to
2: get past three sixes.
1: <sighs> <laughs>
2: but I think had he managed to do it, then because as I say, we lost the round by two points. And ordinarily, any other you know, in any other sort of game, he, he gets he gets a good sort of like two to six points out of that game. And it was just a bit of a bit of a pisser.
4: I mean, there's lots of things when it's two points. There's loads of things. I mean, in my game, if it wasn't for some of the, for the some of the terrain was visually stunning, but not necessarily great for gaming on. Like four four walled pieces of terrain where you can essentially hide people in it who can virtually not be assaulted. Um, That's good. You know, bits of terrain which makes it really <laughs> difficult to uh, to to get to anything. So you're perpetually having to try and pick up the terrain to actually get into it. Oh, uh,
5: Possible crystals.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost like that. Well, Pierre pulled, pulled some quite fun tricks in our game, but he just really wasn't like pretty much everyone. Um, no one was really expecting um, the some of the assault stuff. Like, uh, he, he was really surprised when I threw a bunch of Infiltrators in and managed to kill two drop pods and an Ironclad Dreadnought in combat with one <laughs> of the Infiltrators in one nice. turn. Yeah. Um, by whacking up to Strength 9 and they're, you know, got exploding sixes in the combat. So... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of like, oh my god, this is what this can do. Sort of, uh, sort of faces from a lot of the players who are played over the course of the weekend. I think Juro called them the cripples. Um, yeah, was the by... ampute- amputees, it? Amp- yeah, the amputees, wasn't it? Yeah, the amputees. He said he said he said he loves the amputees. I really like the amputees.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's very <laughs> fascinating. But what about the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: yeah different different type of porn choices
1: (laughs) how do you
3: think they'll do at the etc next year chris because i think that like uh...
4: i I, I think people will play safe if it's one army people will play safe and go knights but i think they're kind of probably missing a trick
2: well if you look at it though the top five scoring no top top four was like yeah yeah yeah
4: It's, it, 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 yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, I can't, I think... Oh, I no, no, no,
2: because to, the top player was the Wolfstar player, wasn't it? Cause they yeah, he, up the he rankings. Only
4: had, when
2: we saw the the
4: leaderboard, he only yeah. had um, four results. But I think yeah. one of the night players that was at the top had six results. It <laughs> because, well, it's because yeah. the, the tourney keeper had gone wrong, and for some reason they'd had to enter one set of results in twice into France to go, to get it to work. On the, Yeah, it was... It was it got explained to me by one of the Croatians. Um, yeah, so Knights and War Convocation were pretty much um, good at praying.
1: Cool.
3: But anyway, so we, were, we were a bit bummed out about losing the round because we hadn't lost a round up until that point. Um, but we had the, uh, the uh, awards ceremony next and uh, it wound up being... Uh, much to our surprise, we got, um, we got third place in the tournament, which was brilliant and we were all delighted about. Yeah. And then to top that off, we got, uh, we got the prize for most sporting team as well, which was. Despite Neil. Yeah, <laughs> which
1: was,
2: despite the Crystals. He voted for me. Uh, the crystal guy book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is perfect when you think about it, isn't it
1: <laughs> it just
2: goes to show my demeanor on the table I'm a
3: nice guy to play against yeah, yeah gamesmanship sportsmanship same thing right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it was really nice and it was uh, it was a it was a brilliant um, it was a brilliant event and uh we got like a big box of stuff and a lot of uh, they fucked up the scoring and they thought we'd got second for a while. So we got a load of certificates with second place scribbled out and first place written in afterwards, which I think is uh classic sort of ETC style.
1: Nice
3: um uh bookkeeping. But um yeah, it was it was an, it was an awesome weekend, I think, for yeah. us all.
1: Well no, congratulations, right? that's like you know, you're you're fighting against some of Europe's top teams there and it's your first sort of proper team event as you said in this format so a great, yeah a really good showing really good
3: yeah it was cool it was really cool
1: so would good you, yeah isn't it it's so it's yeah it, it can be pretty steep though but obviously you guys done a very good job of uh, of playing around it mm. you know so fair play especially with all this thing up in the air you know with the rules pack changing every two minutes and
3: yeah, that was a little difficult, but you know, um, I guess the thing I kept thinking is well, all the other captains are in the same boat, and you know, with the new pairing thing, whilst it meant that like a lot of the advice that I'd gotten off kind of etc pals was uh, was negated by it, I was like, well, but it's a great leveler for us, really. I think yeah. I think probably the France game we could have gotten better pairings in that round, and um, they were they definitely handled the pairings better, I think than any of the other captains. That we faced. Uh, it gave me an excuse to paint up a night in a week. Yeah, that was the best thing about the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Neil definitely learnt the names of some of the, the units in the
2: Necron army. Yeah, I know that they've all got um, X-ray plasma pistols and uh, photon super guns, right? Yeah, yeah. Zap yeah. guns, yeah. that's, guns, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> oh, And,
4: and the, the one thing I haven't mentioned at all so far is never underestimate the chicken walker.
3: Yeah, chicken walker's the boss, yeah. The yeah. chicken walker.
4: The forty five point dragoon thing. I managed to in one of the games take out a Catacomb Command
1: Barge. They are awesome. They're really good. James James had some ETC sort of last yeah. year and they are really good. <laughs> They're fun.
3: Yeah. No, it's excellent. So we had we had an awesome weekend. They seem to like all want players again after um, the sportsmanship thing and uh I don't think I don't think we had a bad experience in any of our games amongst the whole of the team. Really, do you know? Do
2: you know what? I, I did? I, I did notice. As I said, I did notice overall that it was so much more relaxed um, than than the the sort of the etc in the summer. Like for instance, like I, I'd um, I got a, you know sort of. Um, uh say because I'd had I played against Pierre myself in in Prague and not had a very fun game against him and um I saw him on um at the WTC and he sort of said to me straight away he was like hey look can we go and grab a beer and I was like yeah of course and we went and had a beer and he was like listen man I just want to say i know our game was a bit shit in in Prague and you know, I'm kind of sorry he said but you know I you you, just, you know I didn't really appreciate how much pressure you know I was going to be under for um for you know running the etc because it was all going to shit wasn't it mike you know obviously yeah. being so hot and there had been no water and you know people were just constantly complaining to him and then he's playing a game where it's like it's the second game of the day and he's hot and he's sweating and you know and it's some guy it's wants the rain <laughs> will then pass <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's a bit of a nightmare but i did i just got kind of you know so we had a good old chat and you know it was nice to sort of like you know, um to sort of get to see him in another light you know he's a you know he's a really nice bloke um but, um, but I did notice that the whole across the board, everybody seemed to be a lot more kind of chilled out and um, and just less um, kind of I don't know. There was no I don't think there was a problem across any game on any table over the whole weekend. I mean, certainly nobody. I mean, like, for instance, on the last night, on the Sunday night, we all like all of the teams went out together for you know on a big piss up. Yeah. Um, and everybody was there, and you know, nobody, you know, everyone was sort of hanging out with each other. No one seemed to have <laughs> nobody said, any kind of. About that ruling earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. yeah, it was great.
4: That
1: sounds good. So and you and you big pick
4: go- up to Juro. Yeah, Juro was a fantastic host,
2: really good guy, really took care of everyone and uh, <laughs> on a fantastic show. Apart from when he totally stitched us up at the airport on, the, on the, as we were leaving. <laughs>
1: <That was funny. laughs> what
3: happened? I went for a shit. That's the first thing that happened. I went for a shit <laughs> and he went and trolled my whole team. And <laughs> Randomman was like, your plane's been called early. You have to run through security. So I came out of the toilet and there's like half of them have gone through already. They're fuck <laughs> column. We might miss our <laughs> plane, even though it's going uh, to go for another 45 minutes. And uh, I think it was Neil still standing there waving my passport at me and like with my jacket. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Neil
2: Rose It was that me and Lucas holding everything. I think that's right. You're right, Sam. Fucking course it wasn't Neil. What am I talking about?
1: Wait, right, like, you know,
2: I was the one that came and got you when you were in the bathroom.
1: So <laughs> I was like, dude, we really <laughs> need to go, man. Can I just use some perfume, sir? <laughs> that'll be a pound
3: <laughs> yeah I thought uh, and I had uh, a message then from Juro about 15 minutes later on my phone just run hurry <laughs> no he's a good guy
1: yeah. awesome guy yeah yeah he's he, I think he's hoping to, to, um, to be chosen for the ETC 2017 I think
3: oh well you'd have a great time over there I can tell <laughs> you that Yeah, you have a really good time. It's a cool city, Zagreb as well. Really nice city. I enjoyed it. And it's cheap as shit. I mean, mental. We got an apartment. How much was the apartment in the end, guys?
5: 45 quid each for five days.
3: Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah, it was brilliant.
4: I I remember stepping up to buy the first round of beers, and it was a round of six beers, and it was less than £9. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, it was
3: crazy. Yeah, it's all good. And basically... obviously Obviously, the
1: ladies as well. The ladies... I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, you
3: know, obviously, Lucas soaked all of them up for us, so we never got near them, you know?
1: <laughs> Solid
3: all eight, you know?
1: Frothing at the gash of it. Solid eight.
3: It's a man who only showered on the last day. Yeah. And then did that weird Hitler side parting. What was that about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on, Luke, That shit ain't cool out there, mate.
3: Yeah, he slept for this <laughs> as well. I don't believe it. Not for for Cali, now this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant! So, safe to say, you go again then? Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, it's it was brilliant over there. Yeah, no, had a great time.
1: Yeah, maybe a few more teams or a few more countries will come to the next one. Now it's not the first time, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, I hope so. And I think, you know, it was really exciting. The thing that was really exciting was being able to cut, go there as a Merck team and see how well we'd do. And look, I'm not, I know you guys, all you proper ETC players are the creme de la creme, but I reckon, you know, I could see a Birmingham team, uh, something like that, you know, if they were allowing Merck events. I think you could have a really good, you know, the, the, the Battlefield Birmingham guys could put together a really good five for that. I don't know how many you get out of Liverpool or Manchester, but quite a few I would have thought, you know. It would be fun to see a few teams like that if it was a more chilled event, you know.
1: Mm. Yes, we shall wait and see.
3: It was great seeing Spain with two teams there as well, you know. Maybe that would be another thing. A way for people who've got countries that have got, like, you know, I know there's, um, I know there's about 12 people on the Scotland ranking system at the moment, you know.
2: Probably get- The other thing as well was like Cyrus was saying that you know, him being American, he's played he's played the ETC before like, for Croatia, like Liz has done, because he was saying you know he lives well, he lives on the the wrong coast where to where it's all kicking off, isn't it? I don't yeah. forget where he. So he basically was saying that it's it's almost a closed book. You know, you can win all of this shit. Um, where you know in his on his side, where where I think is he is he like over in like. DC, Washington DC, no, or something he's, like that. He's San Francisco. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. He's San Francisco, so he can win all this stuff over there. Will place really high in these tournaments, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really mean anything, and it's almost impossible to break into that um, that team, which is dominated by the guys on the other side. And
1: yeah, it's great crap.
2: Yeah, so he was saying yeah. it's sort Are of they, like f- you know.
1: I think they really do need two teams. In the USA. Yeah, if, I think if they, I mean, look at the size of the other country. You know, it's like it's like Europe having one team. <laughs> So like yeah. split it, split it up into East Coast and West Coast, I don't think we'd have a problem with that, but I know there's been a lot of pushback in the past about keeping it an international event, which is fair enough, and then you've got to try to keep mm. the same rules of of FIFA and have like designated countries and only one country so, well, I, I think, think it
3: would, I think mean, I think that would be more fair enough if maybe it was it was interesting that not everybody wanted to chat to you on the the podcast, but I think if all of the home nations had a very transparent uh, ranking system that explained team selection in the way in a way that was kind of very clear and understandable and felt like it was kind of coming out of the whole community more that, that might be something that was more palatable to people
2: mm. maybe be. maybe could be could. the other thing i would say you know having got to go to both of them now is that you could almost do that you could do it like um uh, non-exclusively, do you know what I mean? You could have the ETC as being this is the international tournament, this is the one that the international teams go to, but then you could also have the WTC, which is then like Cole was saying, like open to you know um, everybody, and you know, almost like the Champions League, let's say, of uh, of international stuff, you know. And then and then it kind of you know it, it does open the door. But like you know, touching on what Cole said, it, you know, it would be nice, I think, um, for there to be a more sort of unified. Um, um, kind of ranking or openly um, obvious kind of ranking process for some of the teams in you know in the home nations because yeah. um, you know it's, it's um...
3: <laughs> nobody's talking about anyone specific obviously but
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what i'm trying to think it's like i think i had the the hardest time this year thinking who's going to be on team wales because we actually had more than eight players interested yeah <laughs> so this is amazing this is what other teams must feel like <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to have those problems, mate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, certainly, it's
3: certainly in Scotland, it's very cool the way it's working up there. Now, in that everybody was who wanted to be in the Scottish ETC team was involved in the debate about how the team should be selected yeah. on their forums, which I thought yeah. was really, you know, it'd be very easy for Bernard to shut up shop and kind of do it the way he'd done it and. They've got a new captain, and they've got a new selection process, and they've got a
2: wider committee at the
3: top, and everybody knows you know what, what, what it is.
2: It's, it's, all, it's all totally open to be seen as well. I mean, they've got like a they've got a Facebook page, but I don't think it's I clo- I don't know, but I don't think it's a closed group. I think anybody can go on there and see what the current rankings are for Team Scotland. You if know, you've so got, I if
3: think you it's, go and ask and say you're interested in in, in taking part in Team Scotland. You'll get allowed into the group, uh, the forums, and you'll get allowed into the the group, and you can see what the ranking system is. And, and you, you, get, you, get, you
4: get you get to see Blackie in less close.
3: You do, you get to see Blackie's balls, and that's the main kind of purpose of yeah. golf in the team, really.
1: I think everyone's seen Blackie's balls, have not they? <laughs> <laughs> totally
3: yeah,
1: certainly,
3: certainly, Duro.
1: Yeah, a lot of times. Oh, I don't think we ever have a podcast at the ETC without talking about Blackie's balls. Yeah. Very strange group, aren't we?
3: They're a cornerstone.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: cornerstones
1: uh, Beautiful. Beautiful. Well guys, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having us, mate. It. Yeah, it's been a bit bit of a while. I think we've only just finished releasing the ETC coverage, and now we're talking about the Winter Team Championship. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, in mate, the past I, tense as well. So I was, thinking, I
2: was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking everyone's going to love you, because you literally got to this one the other You're like, okay, that's it. That's our ETC coverage done. Going to move on. Going to talk about some other stuff. And it's like, okay, we've got these six knobheads who've just been to the WTC. <laughs> we're going to get them on to talk about it. It's the <laughs> <Yeah>. same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then what, two weeks after that, it'll basically be the ETC or the Home Nations coverage will start up, and it's uh, just yeah, like... Yeah ever feel like your life is disappearing into this one big 40k sort of black hole oh, yes. one, one
2: last thing i would say you know on, on terms of what you know something that was a bit different which is really cool so you know how everyone had such massive issues with torrent of fire in prague yeah um one of the danish guys um has set up his own app and i think it's called um uh, Tawny keeper is that right yeah yeah, that was, yeah and that's what we used um over the weekend and so it, it was it was really really cool it was really um really easy to use and it seemed to work obviously apart from there seems to be this one glitch with one guy not having only having four results and one guy having six but apart from that everything seemed pretty straightforward um and they were doing all this sort of like cool stuff as well you can analyze you can analyze the t- statistics and look at the dawner points so you can see you know, sort of where, you know, where the players finished where they ranked and stuff. There's loads, it's really in-depth, loads of really cool stuff. So, you know, going forward for any other tournaments, I, I, th- I think it'd be a pretty smart shout.
1: Yeah, and obviously, um, it helps when the person inputting the data knows what they're doing.
3: I which think, is, that
1: which, I, which I think is the main problem <laughs> for Torrent of Fire. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, oh, only for the ETC. Yeah. We, we, at the AOC event, we had Torrent of Fire, and it, it worked like a charm for us. Really good.
3: Yeah, I thought that was cool too, the going up and popping in your own. Very cool. I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how many shenanigans went on there. Cuz I know I know at least I know at least one shenanigan, I don't even know who it was against. No way. I mean, yeah. The cheek. the cheek. What happened? I think, I think someone thought they had like an 182 and I think someone put in like a 191 or something. So <gasps> like, yeah, it's, it's large enough, yeah, you can go and do it and then just like end it in this is what I've heard. That's a bit that's a little bit naughty. It's naughty, isn't it? It's very naughty. It's just pointless as well, isn't it? I yeah. know. Yep. It's like well, what, what are you what are you hoping to get out of this? It's like literally it's I, like, I, if, I, someone, I, if someone I, finds out which they do, your name is and, really and, shit.
4: No, Mike, Mike, Neil is is putting this under potential tactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell me
1: tell me more, Mike. Tell me.
4: Right
2: so Mike,
1: how exactly <laughs> did he do this? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs>
2: no, it was impossible. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I think there'll be a poll on Facebook. I think that on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank that's
1: you, very cool. thanks, thanks once Mike. Again. Hey, Mike, Good thanks for having us, emergent, man. Cheers, it's been great.
0: That is your lot for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much to Mike Collins for being such an excellent chair, as always, for that discussion. And thanks to all the guys for coming on the podcast and talking about their experience at the event. We have recorded Caledonian Uprising coverage, so we'll be dropping that probably early next week, I'd say, if you're listening to this over the weekend. Um, So look out for that. I know we're planning on a lot of LVO stuff as well, talking to some of the organisers, hopefully speaking to Reese and Frankie. We'll be speaking to some notable US names involved as well. And, of course, some of the UK guys heading out there as well. Our own Matt Robertson, one of those. So definitely keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Make sure you check us out on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast. Get involved, give us some feedback, let us know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about. We're happy to cover whatever you guys are interested in and of course if you're listening to us on itunes and you're subscribed we would love it if you could drop us a positive review they all help in um, us finding more uh, listeners if they search 40k in the podcast section the more positive reviews we have the higher up the search we go so if you guys can help out of that would be brilliant of course thank you as well to anyone that um, reposts or shares or comments on or likes any of the episodes that we post on facebook again That really helps us get out there to more listeners. So if you can spread the word, share it, maybe post it on some of the forums or use groups that you use, that would be brilliant. And all the kind words everyone always um, gives to the cast members at the events when we see them, thank you much as well. That's it for this week. We should be back hopefully early next week with a new episode on Caledonian Uprising, as I said. Um, So until then, take care.